Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Rituals Golf Show podcast, episode 184. All right. How are you, pal? I'm good. This is one of those weird ones where it's late, which we'll come on to why it's late in a minute. So apologies. A couple of late ones. We've been slacking, haven't we, a little bit? We really have. And I'd like to Apologise now. Well, the thing is... Are you sorry? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Strong, committed. So I live my life by being late. You do? Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been out of our control. And I think sometimes when it's out of our control, I find it hard to apologise. Okay. If anything in life sometimes. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's weird. It's confrontation. Me and my wife sometimes get in arguments about, but I can't Give me an example of, of something that you wouldn't... This morning. Yeah. Okay. Oh, actually, you've got an example from today. From today. Wow. And it's my own fault, but it's also not my own fault, so okay. I won't apologise for it. Elaborate. Okay. Um, last night, mm-hmm. the bin should have gone out. Okay. Okay. About 11.30, I'm on my phone scrolling, my wife had gone to bed. Standard. I'm, you know, catching up on the, on the day, because we'd had a busy couple you of days. Had, you didn't have chance all yesterday to, we had, to scroll, did you? <laughs> we had a, we've had a busy couple of days, and um, I was like, right, I'm, I'm getting tired now. I was like, oh no, got upstairs, I was like, oh no, the bins. I was like, I can't be asked doing it now, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? I'm not doing it now, no. it's bedtime. Yeah. So I set my alarm for six o'clock. I was going to get up and go for a run. And, uh, and do the bins. Six o'clock came, turned my alarm off, went straight, straight back to bed. Okay. So you missed your run. So, so far, I, I'm not putting any of this emphasis on me. Okay. So <laughs> I don't, who's, know, who's don't know how. Just anybody's. Okay. But the universe. Somehow it's not mine. And then I thought, well, I'll get up in the morning. So I took the kids to school this morning. I thought, nice little treat. I've been away for a few days. I'll, uh, get to take my kids to, to school. And I thought, oh, as I was getting ready, I was like, the bins, the bins, are oh, crap. At this point, it's half eight, okay? I'm panicking. I'm rushing around. I'm trying to get the kids ready, okay? I go, I'll go do the bins quickly. So I leg it outside and start doing the bins. And literally, as I'm putting the bins out, the bin guys were driving off because they've done the collection for that day. I blame, personally, the bin people for coming pre-9 a.m. Yeah. They're, they're, in my opinion, they're early. I'm not late. You know what I'm envisions of here, though? This is episode 184, right? There's a bloke who's been listening to this for three years, four years nearly, to tell his mate, John, I've listened to Rich Williams' podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm not, I've not got the time. Go on, listen. Eventually, after Give three, it a year, three years of persuading his mate, Mark, has finally gone, you know what? I've got a long drive. I'll put Rich Shields' podcast and I'll start his most recent episode. Why would you not? And there's you. Talking about your bins. And blaming the bin man. And blaming the bin man. They should apologise for being, in my opinion, they were early. Yeah. So, so why didn't you last night though? 
What was the reason behind that? It doesn't. None yeah. of that. Okay. None of that matters. Well, anyway, on, on that note, we can only apologise for Rick not only being late with his bins, but we've been late with the podcast. This should be out Wednesday, same day we recorded it. We'll come on to why um, we are a little bit late in uploading this shortly. But the the hot news, and we have to touch on this, obviously, was the PJ Championship. Yes. And I'm going to apologise. I'm going to hold my hands up now because I did a tweet on Thursday, a bit of a silly tweet, I did it on purpose really, about the PJ being the worst major and being boring. Because typically, it is the one I'm least excited for, I'll be honest. Wow. I was wrong. Were you wrong? I was absolutely wrong. Have you deleted the, the tweet? No, I've not left it on there so we can all learn from our mistakes. <laughs> uh, it was a hell of a championship. It really was. It had a bit of everything. The early days didn't really excite me that much. Not not many championships do it, the first couple of days, bar the Masters in the Open. Um, quite a lot of bad weather. Yes. A lot of bad weather. Tough golf course as well. Really tough. What did excite me about this tournament though and there'd been lots of talk about some huge named players really hitting form. Mm-hmm. And actually one of the the normal favourites not particularly being in form with Mr. Rory McIlroy. Mm. So I kind of thought, I wonder if this is his one because he's kind of, he's almost under the shadows a little bit at the moment. He's kind of not everyone's favourite to win. So kind of, is he going to sneak in and actually take a major victory after, is it 10 years now? He's not, he's not one of the Well, it, w- it major. will be. It'll be the Open next year. It'll be 10 years, yeah. So um, I kind of thought he might have a chance here. But then you look at the calibre of player that's been playing so incredible at the moment. Then you throw in, again, we're only really seeing this now four times a year where you see the PGA Tour players and the Live players all competing in the same event. Not all of them, but the ones that are eligible to compete are competing against each other. And it proved for the first time a Live player who's actually signed currently on Live Mm -hmm. has now won a major championship. Yes. Does it now give huge more credibility, kudos, um, status to Live Tour? Yes. They've got three in the top ten. Simple as that. You've got the winner. Yep. We'll come on to obviously more depth. Brooks Kepka. <laughs> so, like I thought you were keeping it a secret then. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Brooks Kepka. <laughs> Just in case. We've got Bryson, the Shambo, tied fourth. And then we had Cameron Smith tied ninth. So again, we, we talk about live a lot. And and I think we have to. It's, it's a Don't genuine apologize for it. No, I, I think this is... I think it's because we know that it, it's very polarizing. And I'm conscious that whatever we say, I feel like we never I mean, we, we can never be, oh, how am I trying to word it? Whatever, I, so if I say something about Liv that I don't like, there's people in the comments who love Liv who start going, oh, you're against it. If I say something I do like, there's people in the comments who say, oh, you're now loving Liv. I need to forget about the people's comments and just the say. The thing is, we, we uh, certainly from my standpoint, and I know you're aligned to this, we're looking at it from a very impartial standpoint. Yeah. In, in the sense that it's not like, you know, we are, only allowed to go to PJ Tour events mm-hmm. or only only allowed allowed to cover live because I think a lot of and, and this is may might be where the the our platform being on YouTube and not needing to kind of answer to anybody allows us to speak about both yeah. very impartially. Where 
you don't particularly get that on the TV broadcastings. No, because you have to be one or the other, really. You have to be. Yeah. You know, I've actually spoke to, to Sky Sports presenters, not naming any names, who basically said they're not almost not allowed to talk about mm-hmm. it at all. Um, there was a little bit of a conflict over the weekend with um, Brad Faxon and Brandon... Um, Chamblay. Chamblay. Yeah. There's a bit of a conf- confrontation there, which kind of just got brushed over. Um but yeah, I think that's so. I I, I won't worry. Okay. It, it, it's, we're looking at it from both sides well, as, it, as a product for almost. We're almost looking at it as a product for the listeners and viewers of of, of the podcast and the channel. Well, the two things it, it then does it, it it obviously does solidify the legitimacy of live when you've got three plays in the top ten. It has to. That's the first thing it must do. It, yeah. it must make live. A stronger product if you've got a major, a current major winner in Brooks Kepka, and obviously you've got a current major holder in Cameron Smith. He wasn't at Live when he won the Open, but he now is, obviously. So you've got two of the four major champions. But also, what it also does is we know when these players sign to Live, you know, everybody, including us, was saying that the money is scandalous, they've gone for the money. And, and it was natural to then think that these guys wouldn't be as competitive because. They've got all this money. They're only playing three days, having more time off. Are they actually going to practice? Are they as bothered? Have they just done it for the money? You know, are there guys who are truly bothered about winning or committed to PJ Tour? You look at that. You can't win a major championship or come top 10 in a major championship for that fact without grinding, without practicing, without obsessing about your golf game. There's evident to see, therefore, that from this, the guys at Brooks and, and, and Bryson and obviously Cameron Smith again, they must still be wanting to win mm. golf tournaments. They must still be practicing and working on the diet and fitness and, and, and striving to improve. So actually, regardless of what you think about living the money, whether where it comes from and how much they've got, and if it's too much, which it is too much, they're still hungry. You know what was interesting? Watching the Full Swing documentary now from yeah. Netflix, and certainly Brooks's episode, You, he could have very easily gone down the route where you might never heard of him win a golf tournament again. Mm-hmm. Quite quite easily, because certainly in that documentary, and have you heard about the, the news about this documentary as well, and his kind of approach in that episode? And he was quite moody, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Apparently it was something to do with the, the actual draft picks that he'd done for like NFL or something. Oh, right, wow. Like basically that. he was just in a mood. <laughs> Fair just, enough. Apparently he's come out and just said, I just wasn't feeling it. I'd, I'd pick some bad, whatever they do with the draft. So it's like America. when you do a podcast without doing the bins and you're in a mood about it. <laughs> Similar kind of thing. Um, but, you know, he could have very easily kind of gone down this idea that's like, you know what, I'm making enough dough. I'll pick up some extra winnings. He's, like I say, he has definitely worked hard on but, his golf game. Again, when you think about golfers at this level, you do get golfers who hit the scene and for whatever reason, after a year or two years, go off the boil and you never hear of them again. That's a fact. We could we could use examples. But again, to get to this level of golf, it's not just ability, is it? Mm. They have to be obsessive. They have to have spent hours and days and years can't grinding. Switch, can't just switch that off. Exactly. You know, the, and even though when you, it's like when you see a player who has the lead for the first time in a European tour event or DP, a DP World Tour event or PJ Tour, it's natural to say, you know, they're going to crack under the pressure. And, and sometimes they do, obviously. But equally, they've won events at a lower level. They've felt pressure before. They've worked with pressure. Um, you just think the le- the level out there is it's incredible. Um, but Brooks Kepka now is a five time major champion. Yeah. Five more than Rory. He will go down now as a fact as a legend in the game. That is insane. Yeah, it is. He's he's done phenomenal. Like I say, he's he's 
I mean, he obviously loves the USPGA. Yeah, <laughs> that's three the times now. Um, he obviously loves uh, the US Open. He's won that twice. Um, yeah, it's a fact. He is he is up there with the greats without question. He's won the same amount as Seve, which wow. is you know he's putting him into that bracket now. He's one behind Faldo. He's one behind Mickelson. He's one behind Lee Trevino. That, I think that's quite an interesting one. Certainly in our lifetime, he's one behind Mickelson. Do you know what I mean? Like that's. I think though, if he could get a green jacket. Or the Open. I mean, I'll, I'll obviously both in a career Grand Slam would be ridiculous. But if you get that green jacket, I think that would, and he gets to six, that would really solidify him in that yeah. absolute and that wouldn't legend. Really him. No? No. But then again, you look at that now. The, the, the guy who came second, Scotty Scheffler, he is the most consistent golfer I have witnessed since Tiger in his prime. Scotty Scheffler is a joke. Listen to this, right? This is, this is Scotty Scheffler's recent results. And I'll start with the USPJ and we'll kind of move our way back tied second tied fifth tied 11 tied 10 fourth first tied four tied 12 one <laughs> tied 11 tied seven second tied nine tied third and that takes you right back to the which was event was this to november so from november to now he's not come outside the top 15 and that's absolutely ridiculous the he's highest level of one won the yeah. to- and he is there's no question there's nobody and and again he didn't set the world alight all week he had a fantastic final uh, round of a 65 and he missed out by winning another major by only two shots incredible (laughs) um the other thing i was just checking i don't did it come to you i didn't see it come to me um an invite to brooks kepka's after party it didn't i didn't get an invite no no I think I've ruined that, haven't I? There was beef between you and Brooks. Well, so you have to got... squash that beef now. He's a five-time major champion. No, I'm going to double down on it. All right, okay. So Brooks, if you want it, <laughs> you might <laughs> give it to you. I might have five major tournaments, yeah. Five, so what? Mate. What have you got five of? Anything that you've got five of? Fingers? I've not got five friends. <laughs> <laughs> so Brooks pulls up with his five major championship trophies. What do you pull up with five? Um, well, that's a good one. Um, five. I've got five. Got five masters polo uh, pieces of apparel. I have. I've got yeah. I've got five. Five golf gloves. In in a yeah. In a masters glove holder. Yeah, I've got. It's five. a weird thing that masters glove. Have you ever showed that on camera? The masters glove holder. Uh, it's quite a personal thing. It's I don't like weird. to share it on it's on online. Really, it's kind of more of a personal thing. For those that. listening or watching, Rick's got a glove holder, which is cool in the fact this masters. Merch. It's absolutely beautiful. But you put like six gloves in a holder. It's like a little school beautiful. pencil case. It's beautiful. Mm. It's one of the best things I've ever bought in my life. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if Brooks wants to trade all five of his trophies for that glove holder. I don't think Brooks wants anything to do with you. <laughs> i tell you what he does want a piece of. What? A 10-shot challenge. Right now? If he, Yeah, I'd take him on now. 10-shot <laughs> challenge, Brooks. You versus me. Okay? Set a date. Set a time. And I'll see. I'll see if I fancy it. See if I'm free. Would you? Would you? Um, what would the first interaction with Brooks be when you walk up to him? I'd actually just properly like hug him and like go, "Hi, Bro- hi, Brooks." Sorry, <laughs> I'm really sorry. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd turn up with like sunglasses on. I've shaved my beard, and I'm like, "Hi, I don't know the other guy that you kicked out of that nightclub in St Andrews. That wasn't me. No, 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 that was someone else. Totally different. He kicked you out of a nightclub. He he pointed his finger at me." He tapped his security guard on the shoulder. He pointed his finger at me. 
and asked the security guard to remove me. Wow. It's quite cool, actually, isn't it? Yeah. It's quite a flex. So it's our grandkids. But what is, <laughs> what, 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 what is a strange one, though, for, for Brooks is he has won the PGA, but was arguably the not the most talked about guy in the event. Honestly, there's going to be a movie one day, the story of Michael Block. I think he's everybody's new favourite golfer. Honestly, I, I found it fascinating. So Michael Block, and I'm sure, unless you've quite literally lived under a rock for under last, a Michael Block. <laughs> <laughs> under for the last week. Michael Block, in the US they call him Club Pros. So he's he's a PGA well, go- golf him? professional. I would just say more like a head club. pro. Would you? You wouldn't. PGA Pro? I'd say more PGA Pro. So he's a club pro? I wouldn't. No. You wouldn't. How would you describe um, um, Barry? He's not a club pro. He's a teaching pro. He, 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 I don't think he's actually... Is he, he's not just a teaching pro as well. I thought he was actually a club pro. Peter head professional. What about would you say about when Dan Webster was at St. Anne's? Head professional. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, Michael Block is, is, is very similar to me. Elaborate. We're both PGA golf professionals. <laughs> That's where it ends. <laughs> He's played in the PJ Championship four times. You've played how many times? I've played in the PJ North region. Yeah, nice. The little roll up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, Michael Block, it's not, a, it's not, a, listen, it's not a measuring competition. Um, he's, he's far out suppressed me in every single category. He became tied 15th at the USPGA, which for most finishing results, like nobody ever who finishes in 15th gets talked about. The fact he ended up shooting three seventies on the bounce. He finished his final round with a 71. In his final round, he got paired with Rory McIlroy in the Sunday of a major tournament. He had to get up and down on the very last hole to become tied 15th, to be invited automatically to next year's PJ Championship. And on top... Of all that, on the 15th hole, 151 yard par three, he slam dunked it for a hole in one with his seven iron. It was almost like a real life Rocky Balboa it was. moment, wasn't it? I, I felt like, so um, if, if he is up and down on the last, considering he pulled it left into the crowd, that it had to be at that point in his week, uh, uh, something he tripped up on. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? There had to be. It couldn't have all gone as perfectly as it did, could mm-hmm. it? Really, there was. There had to be something that was that was going to go wrong. Yeah. And I genuinely thought the missed. He would maybe miss the pot on the last, and it was like, oh, it was so close. So close. But but he, he did everything. He did everything. He's now been invited to this week's tournament. Um. Oh, I'm trying, trying to think, um, which is the Charles Swab tournament. He's been inv- given an invitation to the Canadian Open. He has his Instagram following. Have you seen oh, this? It's like 200,000, isn't it now? So I don't know what he started on because obviously, um, it, it wouldn't was, have been many, I wouldn't imagine. He is now on, um, oh, where's a fan? Do you follow him? I do follow him. He doesn't follow me back yet, but we have actually been messaging <laughs> yet. He is on 211,000 subscri- wow. uh, followers now. He also picked up a check 
which which was like, a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it was it was pretty pretty handsome. But you know what's insane? So I'm looking at his stats here, his bio on um, the PGA website, and he's obviously a very very accomplished player, and he's got. A, um, a lot of um, kind of credentials at that kind of PGA club level pro, which in America is obviously there's so many more PGA pros. There's a really competitive level. So he's obviously a great, great golfer. But it's bizarre, isn't it? How he's obviously an incredible athlete. Hence why he's finished, was it tied 15? Yeah. At, the, at a major championship. I wonder why he's not made it before or, I mean, could he now go on and he does well again this Imagine. week? And then all of a sudden he's got a tour card. Like, wh- how? It would really be a fairy tale, wouldn't it's it? It's insane, but I think that was, for me, that was, I, I was actually bizarrely, not bizarrely, I'm not a huge Brooks Kepka fan, if I'm being honest with you, and I don't kind of know why I, I'm not, but I'm, I'm just not, I'm kind of on the fence. But yeah, I was quite chuffed that he won. I, w- I would have liked Scottish Shepherd to win, but I was also quite chuffed that Brooks won. But I think for me, this was the moment that was really kind of special. And that's, I suppose, one thing that you do obviously get with the PGA or with the US Open or with the Open where people can qualify get in different ways. You're not going to get that as much at the Masters, are you, really? But you, what... what but are, you, you like really authentic winners. Yes. Don't you? I do. So I think that's why Brooks, even though you might... Whether you're a huge fan or not, you almost... He's in your authentic bucket. Yeah, he's a, he is. You know, he's allowed to win a major. He is allowed to win. Do you get win. what I mean by no, that? No, I do. I, yeah, I, I like people winning tournaments that... I mean, to win a tournament, you have to be the best on that week. So it's irrelevant, I guess. But I like it when someone wins. You're like, yeah. You almost feel like they've got to be validated to before they degree, kind of win yeah. it. Which I, I kind of get. And that's no disrespect to what the name's going to say now. But like Rich Beam when he won it, or when Tom, Todd Hamilton and Ben Curtis won the Open. Massive for them, so fair play. But, you know, it's kind of like, and even sounds about Paul Laurie when he won the Open. That can never be taken away from them. They deserve it. Of course they do. But I like it when, you know, someone goes and wins the fifth like Brooks. It's that real dominance. What would have been interesting last year, your take on Scotty. I can't even remember what your take on Scotty was winning the Masters last year. Because well, I think you, at that point, I know he'd won just a yeah, little bit before maybe. it. Well, you've got to win one to win the rest. That's the point, yeah. isn't it? But I suppose it's like when it's someone that's quite young, like when Tiger won the Masters or Scottish Shepherd's still pretty young. When they come out and win one, it's like, right, okay, this is the new guy in the block. But then again, it would be he's a quite nice story if someone older goes and wins yeah. one. I don't know. It's I think it's established names that is what who I want to see win the majors really. So from the, the little sound bites I've heard from Michael so far, well, first off, he picked up two hundred and eighty eight thousand dollars. <laughs> and the the big thing was he said he can he knows he can play golf like he did that week. He just happened to do it in a major tournament. Yeah. So so he knows he can play that type of golf. If he's going out with his buddies, and it's not like he went out the golf course was tremendously tough, don't get me wrong. But it's not like he's he shot like nine under, t- like a 61-61. It was brutal conditions mm. and he shot three incredible level pars and then a one over par. That's more impressive in a way. I know, exactly, yeah. don't get me wrong. But his, he, he says he can play that type of golf. What was really, really interesting for me, and we've picked up on the from the coverage, he kind of generates the same about ball speed that kind of we do. Yeah. Like he's in the like the kind of low one sixty miles per hour ball speeds, but he's still competing on a seven thousand four hundred yard golf course. Mm. I mean, that's pretty incredible. I think then if it was a course where you can just bomb it around, he'd, he'd struggle more. Then not sure. No, I, it, it, I'm not. It could have just been a perfect storm. That's what I mean. Well. Because it was it was longer rough. It was thick rough. It was punishing. 
But yeah, what what a story. And I think it's um be interesting to see how he gets on his plane this weekend, I believe. Yeah. So I think it's gonna be amazing. Um we're going to give you a little bit of a rundown. I don't mind saying we until looking at you. <laughs> we're going to give you a bit of a rundown why we were a little bit late this week because we actually had a little flight out. We went to Denmark, which is very random in itself, isn't it? When you it, think about all the places in the world we went to, to Denmark. It's not known for its golf. No. That's for sure. Even though it does hold a few events there. What's it known for? Three things. Uh, Legoland. Yes. Good one. Mermaids. Right. And bacon. Yep. And the number fourth thing mm. echo golf shoes echo golf shoes sorry i could, I could exist <laughs> so we went to, <laughs> very nice we went to uh, echo headquarters uh, where we went to their global golf summit um and it, it was phenomenal yeah it, it honestly it was phenomenal you've been wearing echo now for probably 18 months or so yeah, yeah. official ambassador for just over a year and you know i think the people that are listening and watching this who watch regularly and those guys and girls who are in the clubhouse you know that Rick and we and the brand, we don't push things down your throat. So whenever Rick signs a deal, which isn't very often at all, select number of partners, it has to be the right fit. The products have to be perfect or as close to perfect. And it has to align with our kind of brand values. And let's be honest, Echo has been one that you have absolutely loved wearing for a couple of reasons. Firstly, the shoes look really good, which is important. Let's be honest, it is. Really important. They are incredibly comfy, which is the most important when you're walking around four or five hours when we're filming all day. And also, I know it sounds something that's a bit kind of gimmicky, but it is true. The actual performance of said golf shoe. Yeah. Again, it sounds obvious, but you wouldn't want to go to the driving range whacking driver in your dancing shoes that are slippy. You want traction, you want grips, you want that whole kind of marriage of it. It's quite a hard thing to find. You found that in Echo. And we got invited out to have a tour of the facility, the offices, the factory, meet a lot of the staff face to face for the first time. And what a trip. Well, first, first off, lovely people. Yes. They were, the, the whole vibe of the, of the facility was fantastic. Um, and I honestly couldn't believe how much went into the R and D of a, of a shoe, of mm-hmm. a golf shoe, and then the actual development of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is honestly mind blowing the the attention to detail to make sure your foot is comfortable protected and giving you imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with bowl and branch's organic cotton sheets in a recent customer survey 96% replied that bowl and branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The best performance. Waterproof. It just, it's... I wonder if a golf shoe is one of the hardest shoes to manufacture. Because think about it, if you want a dress shoe, it's really just going to be looked good, hasn't it? The yeah. comfort comes secondary by a mile. And even in terms of longevity, you don't really, you don't wear a dress shoe very often, typically. So it, even if it only lasts for 12 wears, that could be 12 weddings over yeah. four years, for example. Your golf shoe, you might wear two or three times a week. Yeah. For 18 holes. They have to be waterproof. They can't be too heavy because you want them to be comfortable. They have to have traction. And now so many of them you want to wear off the golf course as well. So you want them to kind of still be comfy and look good. It's quite a hard thing to do. Very difficult, but the guys do a great job. And, I'm going to give you a little, little tease. Oh, a little tease. Careful. Stay tuned <laughs> to a potential collaboration shoe. Wow. That's all I'm saying. That's all you can That's say. I've said too much. Zipped it up. And you also enjoyed uh, the staff at Echo and you enjoyed uh, Denmark because it was a bit of a little, little Ricky came out a little bit, didn't he? Where are we going with this? You got a bit sourced. Of course I did. Of course. Yeah, of course I did. Of course I did. Um, it was good. Yeah. Well, we had a, um, for me, I, I think I'm quite good at creating games when drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it a few times over my lifetime. I get a bit bored now just kind of sitting there and drinking. Yeah. I can do it. If I'm forced to do you're it, I can do it. Bottle of red, you're forced to. But I prefer to be active and get a bit of, you know, something going. Larry. So we're outside. Unfortunately, the weather turned for the worst, but we had nice canapes out. And there was a few little, op- there were a few little chipping things. There was, there was, um, inside the actual golf headquarters section, there was, there was a game called Chippo. Mm. And it's a bit like cornhole. Yeah. But for golf, you can imagine it. Yeah. So we had a little tournament. We had a yeah. few little challenges. We had a few, you know, it was just, it was just good. That's how you know that your chipping's improved, that you wanted to do chipping in front of everyone. Oh, comfortable. Uh, I'd say I was one of the best. I had a good game when I was chipping. Not yeah. Great. It was hard. Quite a pause. Um, but it was good. And we also <laughs> did a kind of impromptu, kind of live little bit of a podcast, actually. Oh, we did? It's not going to go down as a number because it was only to Sorry. the, so exclusive to the, the six, echo, 60, uh, 60 echo employees, but you had to go on stage and do a bit of chatting. So we went on together, sat down, mic'd up. We did. Talked about the story. Yeah, it was good. We, um, it, well, it was not just employees. It was um, almost like key account holders mm. and uh, people who distributed, etc. Echo shoes around the globe. So there was there was um, distributors from Australia and Canada and uh, over in Asia. Was it Japan? Um, there was a Malaysian. Um, Someone from Singapore. It was fantastic. Yeah. Got to meet loads and loads of people. And the premise was everyone loved golf. Yeah. And everyone wants to continue to wear comfy golf shoes. Went to a Danish supermarket. 
That was interesting. You got you got the most. So we went to this Danish supermarket. <laughs> uh, I'm quite fussy with food, so a lot of the food no. at the, the Echo Hotel was lovely. It was, you know, maybe not what I would eat. So we went to this supermarket. I got some Pringles, some chocolate digestives. That was his tea. His that was my tea, my lunch, and my breakfast. Yeah, and there was like a little bit of a cafe with inside this supermarket, and there's a bloke sat there. This massive plate of scran, which was um, French fries, chips. Yeah. Chopped up hot dog sausage yeah. and onions, yeah. dry as you like. Rick went, I'll have one of them. <laughs> so Rick sat there. I just got normal chips, like a normal person. But it wasn't dry. You destroyed it with ketchup. <laughs> it was the most weird. It was like a hangover meal, wasn't it? Well, it when was. You were hangover, was, actually. It was it, ideal. It was, re- it was actually, it was too much food granted. Yeah, I actually think it might have been a share of portion. Um, but it was bloody good. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I was dead into it. So we flew home yesterday, that hence why we couldn't do a podcast. Um, but we, we back straight in, ready to do another I think, podcast. Well, today. I think again, next week's might be slightly delayed because it's bank holiday on the Monday. So honestly, the UK at the moment, if you live outside, the amount of bank holidays this country's having at the moment is a joke. I'm getting um, destroyed by my wire. There we go. Yeah, joke. it's a joke. Um, also something. So I play golf at the weekend. Oh yeah. You know about this. I played at uh, your friend of mine, JCB. Well, it's funny you come on to that. Correct. I've got to talk about something. Correct. It's, I'm not stupid, Rick. It's, I'm not, it's all done for a purpose. So You're saying these are planned? Yes, a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> yeah, I, um, so I have been promising for a long time that I would treat my brother to a game of golf at somewhere good that we uh, filmed out that are very kind. They said, oh yeah, guy, come back any time. So I thought, yeah, I will come back anytime. Don't you want that? You, you just watch me. Um, so you I said, stop me. Yeah, exactly. So I said to him, would you like to play it? Uh, your friend of mine, JCB. And he said, yes, absolutely. So I spoke to our good friend, Mark Addison at JCB Golf and Country Club. And he said, of course you can play a guy anytime. Just don't break the course record again. Oh, Christ, okay, fine, I won't. Um, <laughs> invited my brother. He invited a couple of our old friends from the golf club. So a guy don't called Andy Butcher, who again. is a four handicap golfer, three, four handicap golfer, and a lad called Paul Howard, who I grew up playing with, who is a plus, I think, four handicap golfer. He's played in the Open at uh, Troon in 2016. He won on Challenge Tour. He's now turned amateur again. Very good golfer. And we played a little 2v2, buggied up around JCB. What a delight. What a golf course and what a delight. You picked a nice day for it, didn't you? A very nice day for it. I played horrendous, um, spraying it all over the place, hit it the worst, hit it in a long, long time, but had a great time. Because it's a good golf course. Um, yeah. I just sat in my house, just looked out the window, I was like, I'd love to play golf today. If only I was playing golf today, yeah. I thought to myself, lovely day. Could just do his thing. Got to John Pinsy, game, shouldn't you? Game today. Oh, Andy Carter, like you normally when you sack me off a Carter. I didn't bother playing. Um, however, this year, um, the JCB Championship is back. back. It's bigger and it's better than ever. So the JCB Championship we went to last year had a great time. Yeah. So last year, I'm, I was very fortunate to play in the pro am. Yes. Uh, with Big John Daly, and obviously we've. Realised why we couldn't film that in the end. Um, but yes, I've been invited back to play in the program again. Nice. Um, I am been asked who I'd like to play with. Okay. So we need to have a little think about that because there's some absolute cracking players lined up to play in it this year. They really are. Um, such as... Hit me with a few. Darren Clark. <sighs> okay. Champ. Jim Furick. Mr. 58. That's pretty good, isn't it? Uh, John Daly. 
Nice. I think he'll probably say no. Uh, Colin Montgomery. Legend. Ernie Els. Legend. DJ Singh. <laughs> Legend. Thomas Bjorn. Legend. Retief Goosen. Legend. Um, I'm trying to look at what, who else have we got in there. You've this, already said enough. I don't, I don't want to hear anymore. Is it's that too it? many. But Paul, it's gonna, Paul McGinley. So the dates, oh yeah, legend. The dates are uh, 3rd to the 5th of August. That's John Thursday. Van Der Velt. Yeah, legend. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it's Thursday to Saturday. But what's unique about this event and what one of the things I'm a big advocate of? Are you laughing at? Them? Legend. <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually know if they, all these are playing now. I'm just but, saying them. No, no, I think, I think a lot of them are, okay. are playing. Uh, tickets are on sale at the minute for 15 quid for an adult, which is insane that value. Is good, to go that. to JCB and see some of these superstars up close and personal. Um, and it's a fiver for 12 to 17 year olds, which is really good. And for under 12s, it's free of charge. So head over wow, to really jcbchampionship.co.uk to, to book your tickets and find out a bit more about it. But on a serious note, it is a really good event to go to. My dad went last year, I think every single day, loved it. Some of these guys are the guys who I grew up watching. Your 2003 yeah. era, 2004 era were absolutely dominant, i.e. Ernie, Goosen, Monty, Furick, etc., this event, it's it's a big event in a sense, but it's also really up close and personal. So if you want to go watch some of these guys, and honestly, they're still insane ball strikers. I'm sure last year someone shot 62 yeah, in the it, park. It was, it was crazy. Um, and if you want to take the kids and they can get in for free, absolutely worth doing. I believe you've got something else up your sleeve, though. I have. See it. Well, it'll be. It's up there. It's actually not on my, it's not under my, it's, it's actually. in his pants, in his trousers. <laughs> well, I'm glad you noticed. Um, down there, in your trousers. <laughs> be sensible with this. <laughs> uh, stay tuned to my Instagram because yeah. there are some VIP, very important tickets that I am going to be giving away through my Instagram. Wow. So I, personally, I would buy your tickets anyway. Yep. Because like I say, it's, it's unbelievable value. Yes. Like, unbelievable value. Then enter the tournament, which will be coming out later this week. Enter tournament. Enter the competition to win VIP tickets. Yeah, how to do that? Follow the instructions on my Instagram, which is Rich PJ. Correct. Um, then, if you win, if you're one of the lucky winners, well, win-win, because then you can invite a mate, mm-hmm. sell him your ticket. 15 quid. I'll set them all, make 20 profit. Quid. Yeah, 20 make quid. Sell it for 20 quid. You come and go, oh yeah, let's go to, let's go to JCB Championship together. Yeah. Are you walking in and it's like, oh yeah, look, wow, this is cool. Who's there? You got VJ, Ernie Els, Colin Montgomery. Wow, this is going to be so cool. You both go in and then you say to your mate, oh, by the way, bash, I've got a VIP ticket. Boom. Only one. Boom. I'm going to go in the clubhouse and hang with all the players. Wow. Why don't you go and check out the 17th hole, the 255 yard par three over water while I go and rub shoulders with some of these Biggest names in the world of golf. Rick Shields, as we teach Goosens, etc. etc. Um, so it's a win, 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 win situation. Yeah. The dates are the 3rd to 5th of August. Am I right in those dates? Um, yep. 3rd to the 5th of August, 2023. <laughs> Obviously. Unless um, it's this next year. Then this might be the same dates next year. Might be. I doubt it. But yeah, Could either be. way. Um, there's also, been a lot of questions around another huge golf tournament this year. Light and light movements. Not the Masters. No. Not the US PGA. Not even the Open okay. or uh-huh. the JCB Championship. Oh, okay, the US okay. Open then. <laughs> Not even the US oh, Open. Right, okay. Not even the Ryder Cup. Oh, okay. 
this year there are rumblings of a tournament that is bigger than all of them. Okay. The Mount Everest of golf tournaments. I like how you just flick that Masters coaster out the way then as if that's nothing now. Can I throw it actually? No, don't do not throw that. <laughs> do not throw the Masters You're logo. You're desperate for that green jacket. Of course I am. Um, this year we've hinted, and we talked about it quite a bit in last, last week's episode, of the YouTube tournament Mm -hmm. the golf youtube tournament hosted by yours truly rick shields Mm -hmm. and there's been rumors online there's been there's been conspiracy theories even i would would go as far as saying yeah okay i want to clear up a few things all right Mm -hmm. at the moment we have still got plans to run the biggest golf youtube tournament this year mm. there are still plans and conversations around how every single big golf youtube channel will play in this huge golf tournament this year i've heard online certain no, people can't come it's baloney <laughs> baloney <laughs> um there's conversations happening and bubbling and surfacing mm-hmm. underneath all of, un, underneath this, this laptop, in this no, laptop. In this laptop. There are conversations I'm looking at right now, which would squash. Ow. Oh, wow. I actually thought it was going to be louder and softer. <laughs> <laughs> squash these theories. So, Nate Edwardson, you're going to have a field day. He'll be chuffed with that mention. You have a field day. So it's not over. Till it's over. This year, on my word, there will be a golf YouTube tournament with every one of your biggest named golf YouTubers with the plane in it. That was quite enough. I was quite excited for that then, that last word. I didn't know how to get that last line out. But it might be called a different name to the original plan. The plans might be tweaked. Yeah. Adjusted. Maneuvered. Manipulated. Pivoted. Pivoted. To allow everybody's participation. So stay tuned. Lots to come. Lots of exciting news. It ain't going anywhere. I'm not, you know, this is, this is big. Something I'm really going to commit to this year. Um, Rick, your fist bleeding. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> new desk. Um, but really exciting. So do not fear. My, my plan this year is to make the best golf YouTube tournament in the entire world. Cool. Good. Yeah, should be good, that. Look forward to coming. Thanks. Um, also, I've had oh. a couple of... Qu- what, what, what? What? Come in. Oh, yeah, joke. Back to home. <laughs> Rick's on the joke. I'm joke. <laughs> I uh, actually wouldn't want to come anyway. <laughs> it's rubbish. Um, go for it. Go and watch some real golf at JCV Championship. <laughs> um, we've had some great questions in from our um, Clubhouse members at um, on, should I say, Facebook on the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast Facebook group. Join it. We're on about 90,000 members now. But you're not just a number. You're a friend of Rick's and an Personal. acquaintance of mine, if you're on there. Um, we also, though, we could do with a lot more good emails. We do get good emails sent through. Some are very long, which is great. We read them, but it's hard to then get them into a podcast when they're so long. We're also getting loads and loads and loads and loads of spam. Uh, for example, if I go on the inbox on the well, email you now. You shouldn't keep using the podcast logo for all those dodgy purchases online. 
<laughs> yeah, but how else going to get? Let that one slide. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just a lot of nonsense. So if you want to email us, it's very simple. It's podcast at rickshields dot com. <laughs> I was going to say you know, you'll be the bigger man. That definitely that's the problem. Yeah. It always ends up going south, doesn't it? We start off professional talking about the golf, and next thing we're talking about other things. Uh, anyway, I've got a question uh, from Ashley Armstrong, and he has said, any local knowledge to a few of the best hidden gem courses around the Manchester, Liverpool area? It's quite a tough one, isn't it? Not really, when we live in the Manchester, Liverpool area. I know, but what sometimes what... Uh, I it, think you can overlook sometimes where you live and not always know about the hidden gems. Yeah, but what, hidden gem is it's a hard one to, to understand because I think when I hear someone say hidden gem, I think they mean not Royal Liverpool, Burtdale, etc. So anything just below that level. But is hidden gem not even below 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 that level? I don't know because like Wallasey, that's not a hidden gem, is it? No, true. Um, is it a gem though? Is it? <laughs> well, Stockport, could that be a bit of a hidden gem? Is it a hidden, though? Yeah, but if you were just coming from Birmingham, let's just say, to play golf in this area, would Stockport be a go-to course? That's what That's what I think is hard sometimes when you live in the area to be able to separate the hidden gems. So we can't answer the question, then. I don't, I don't know. Go on, give us <laughs> one course that's in the... You can go more Liverpool side, I'll go more Manchester side. Oh, wow. That, that if someone is coming from, let's say, Scotland... Okay. okay, and they're coming over and and they're playing some of the big golf courses and they go, I've got a spare day, all right. Mm-hmm. Don't want anything to break the bank, but I want to just go and play somewhere that's nice. Okay, you going first? Yeah, I would say one of my favourite little quirky golf courses. I'm going to struggle actually. I tell you, no, I tell you, what I'm going to go with this is a hidden, hidden, hidden gem. Nutsford Golf Club. Okay. I've never been. <laughs> Nine holes, right near wow. Town Park. Um, it, it's just, it's always in really nice condition. Yeah. The flags are absolutely sensational, if they were still the same flags as what I was there last time. It's not a dead, dead difficult hole, but some beautiful holes. Yeah. I, I think Nutsford is a little okay. hidden gem. Fair I don't know if this would class again. What I'm going to go with, and I've not played it for a little while, so I can't comment on current condition, but I used to like playing was Heighton and Prescott. Okay, never played it. Quite fiddly. So there's not, there's only one par five, but there's a lot of like holes, which I like. I don't think you're a huge fan of this, where it's like four iron wedge, but like shaping it off a tin. Oh, really? like it's like a hit to that point, then you go that way kind of thing, which I quite like. I always, I had mates that remembers there for a while. So I went through a couple of summers of playing quite a bit. And there's quite a few holes that I quite enjoyed and looked forward to. So I'd probably say Hayden Prescott's not a bad one. There we go. There's our recommendations. Yeah, very good. Uh, so we got to the bottom of what is a hidden gem, roughly. Um, one question from Darren Stevens, which we've kind of answered, but um, he said, what's happened to the schedule? We'd love a regular time and day for the podcast and Break 75, but it seems to be all over the place at the minute. It is just down to a few things, isn't it? So hold our hands up. This week there was no podcast until today because we were away. Um, I think just on, on that one particularly, and it's sometimes it's case by case, we could have, we knew that we were going to struggle to a podcast this week did did we mention the back end of last week that we might be a day late i can't remember i feel like we did because we knew the trip was coming up the thing is with we if we if we can't do the monday typically we'll try and do the friday before won't we yes but again we couldn't have done friday before because it was the friday of the uspga yeah so therefore then if we then 
filmed and recorded the podcast on the Friday and it went out on the Tuesday, we wouldn't have talk, talked about Brooks Kepka winning because we mm. wouldn't have known. We wouldn't have talked about Michael Block and all that. We needed to have the time over the weekend. Yeah. So bar communication, which we can we could do a little bit more of, we're not we we want to release content. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not about not wanting to release content. I think I think there's also as well, and it's, it's brilliant that people care. Oh, of course, the day is. that people stop caring is the day when we're, we're goosed. I think if we don't release a <laughs> podcast or a video, it, there, there's a reason behind it. It's not a serious reason. Nothing, hopefully, to ever worry about. It's just that there must be a logistical reason. And I think as well, what we don't portray a lot, and we don't need to, and we won't do so, is that you know. As fun as this is, and I absolutely love my job, and you love your, we'll use the word job loose, let's be honest. It is a business right now. I've got 12, is it 11 members of staff altogether? Like, Monday is a bank holiday. So unless we come in on our bank holiday to a podcast, it, we'll have to go on the, we'll have to record it on Tuesday for Tuesday. I think that's understandable. We don't want to necessarily communicate that too much on the group on Facebook and go, no podcast today because we're off yesterday with our families. But that's the reason why. It's as simple yeah, as that, isn't it, really? It's, it's, I think, you know, for me as, as kind of trying to run a, obviously a business and, and have all these different strands of content, you know, I want everyone to have time off at the weekend. Correct. It's right that we do so. I don't particularly want my guys who work for me working till 10 o'clock at night mm-hmm. editing because that's not fair. Like we try and keep it in a normal working hours. So it's more structured and easy to do. I think from our side at the moment, we have been, a li- we've got a lot of little projects going on, which again, from the outside, from the public facing, you're not going to see yet till further down the line. But a lot of logistical things go into planning and future proofing and all these, all these ideas that we have. And sometimes then that takes a hit on filming. But what we are, this is what we're trying to get back to. We obviously want to release a podcast every single week on a Tuesday. That's the goal. Yes. We want to release as a goal three main channel youtube videos every week Mm. that's the goal that's what we're aiming to to get to but with that we look at break 75 very 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 popular strand of content now which is great thank you so much but like last week's episode was one hour 28 minutes long Mm -hmm. that takes a long time to edit so we are now finding that even though we're not releasing as much as many videos because the videos often have got very much longer in the past that's probably the same time it would have taken to edit three videos. Yeah, will be. So, you know, it, it's all of those things as well. Um, and then what else can I say? Review channel. I know we've teased it a lot. We have literally at the last bits of, of actually pressing the record button on the review studio. That's mm-hmm. how close we're getting now. And I know we, I think a lot of the time, and I, I can take responsibility to this, but I do it for the right reasons. I don't like sharing too much until it's done. Mm-hmm. Like for me, because I, I like just making sure everything's right and then start mm-hmm. like really shouting about it properly. And with the review channel, we shared it a bit too early, granted, and then we've not shared anything. Yeah. Like it's not been a sneak image of the review studio or anything yet until it gets launched because I, I just, I'm quite protective around things like, because I want it to look really good. It's a bit like the the YouTube um, tournament we're talking about at the moment. I've not released a lot of information about that yet because I want to get it absolutely nailed on, boxed off, done before we start really talking about it. So um, our endeavour and our promise to you guys is we are going to upload more, do a better job of it, and uh, keep everyone happy. Promise? 
If I don't, I'm also not sorry though, because it's somehow not my fault. Yeah, exactly. I like the bins. <laughs> so it all comes back to Rick's bins. So we'll, Rick will be lying in bed one morning, go, one night going, I'm not on the podcast, but it's fine during the morning. It's fine. It's, it's, guy, it's guy's fault. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, um, yeah, just. Any more you, questions? Did, you, did we get some? We did, but I've kind of covered quite a few. Have you got? And um, I think that was a nice little bit of a recap on the PGA. Um, big shout out to everyone that has listened to every single podcast. We have now done 184 podcasts. So if you are in the clubhouse, you are a legend. To be in the clubhouse, it's simple. It's not hard. Listen to every single minute of every single episode and you're in. Done. done. That was done at the same time then. Quite easy, isn't it? I mean, it's like probably if you committed to it, you could probably easily get it done in, in a month without doing anything else. Yes. Just sit in the house. Closed. In fact, no, technically you could do it in a normal episode, six, a normal episode is an it's hour. a lot of hours. 184 hours. Seven hour or eight days. Uh, nine days-ish. Nine days. So yeah, just non-stop for nine days. It's in an empty bath. Just with... Be quite cold. Oh, yeah. an empty bath. Empty no bath. water in it. Just listening. Just listening. It would be sad, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everybody. Stay tuned. Lots more to come and we shall see you next week. Wednesday. Your hand is going to be destroyed off this episode. I don't know what's going on. Karate chopping now. It's <laughs> gone from punch the death to karate chopping. I think I've got a bit of like tension. Like, I don't do that again, please. Urgh, I need to like <laughs> smack things and whack things and do things. And Anyway. Um, next Wednesday, episode 185 Those will be released. Feet, I know. Fists, I can't even I know, say I'm it. Tense. I'm, really... I'm tense. What's I'm really wrong? tense. Are you going to relieve yourself? <laughs> I'm having a counselling session. Let me just like, let me just sit down and I'll tell you all my problems. I'm not releasing enough videos. That's my problem. Here's your problem. It's your problem. That is. Mm. I'm also not putting em, em, any emphasis on myself. But anyway, yeah. okay. right, thanks everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.